Welcome back to our take on it. My name is Deborah, and we have Jackie and we're in the studio and today's topic we're going to talk about appreciation, recognition and acknowledgement. Acknowledgement. That's right. And in order for us to actually tackle this important subject and areas, we're going to read first uh, Thessalonians chapter five and it's from verse 12 to 18. And it says, Dear brothers and sisters, honor those who are your leaders in the Lord's work. They work hard among you and give you spiritual guidance. Show them great respect and wholehearted love because of their work. And live peacefully with each other. Brothers and sisters, we urge you to warn those who are lazy. Encourage those who are timid. Take tender care of those who are weak. Be patient with everyone. See that no one pays back evil for evil, but always try to do good to each other and to all people. Always be joyful. Never stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Now, Jackie, this is a very, very important scripture for discussion, just because we've all experienced this sort of attitude, I would say. Well, I would say, actually, Deb, I'd like to probably highlight maybe two or three areas, first of all. Okay. Because the scripture really makes a broad assessment of things. And I think, first of all, we owe a great deal of acknowledgement, mm -hmm. recognition to our personal support workers. This yes. is huge. I mean, we, we may hear a little smidgen here and there on the TV, but think about these people. Think about what they've had to give up in their home life and how many hours and how many shifts they've had to do. Absolutely. And they've had to watch other people die right in front of them. Yep. Some people spend weeks on end in intensive care and under the most difficult circumstances before they eventually succumb to this, this virus. And it's just been backbreaking work. And it just doesn't seem like enough, you know, to send a meal or a few donuts to a personal support worker. This is really, you know, life-saving work that they do each and every day. Yes. And it humbles us all to really think, you know, how the entire hospital system has been turned upside down. I mean, yeah. when I look at California, I see people in tents for hospital beds. There isn't even room in, in the ICU units or any place to accommodate the amount of people who are sick from this illness. Yeah. And we're not going to play political games and say, well, this person should have had a mask or this person right. should have been social distancing. No, we're talking about the real hardcore struggles yeah. that these workers have gone through to try to save lives. And they have saved a lot. Yeah. And when we see these people wheeled out of a hospital after being sick for six or seven weeks, we know how much love and care they've had to give to them. Yeah. And I, in turn, am going to give a shout out to you because you have been a personal support worker during this time. Yeah. You have been dealing with a lot of elderly people and you have seen so many of these people abandoned by their families nobody comes to see them nobody mm -hmm. shows them any love or support and you have had to be there not just physically but emotionally for these people yeah you have had to show them love you've had to tuck them in read them stories massage their feet hold their hand let them know that you care that somebody cares about them so this is a big job you know to to be looking after people in a time of crisis you know when the world is, is in a very depressive 
state where there's very little communication between people and there's so much fear, so much anxiety and so much concerns uh, affecting the medical system. And now we have a new variant coming oh, up, which yes. is showing that this disease could be moving in an even more dangerous direction. Nobody knows for sure. The doctors are doing their best to diagnose and, and keep medically abreast of the changes. But still, there's an unknown factor there. So we mm -hmm. don't know when we're going to get out of this. It's true. And then now let's go to another area. Area. Let's recognize the people who spent years working in a business, yeah. maybe a small business. Maybe they took loans. They had to mortgage a lot of their assets and things to mm -hmm. keep that business going. They finally got a good clientele, Amen. whether it's in the beauty business or it could be, you know, a the small clothing business. store, the food yeah. business. And all of these people have no income coming in. None. They have nobody to support them. The stores are boarded up. Everything is locked down. It's like a ghost town. Yeah. You know, how do these people survive? How do they pay their mortgages, keep their homes going and uh, lose their livelihood, which gives them a sense of purpose and a sense of value in this life? Yeah. So this is really very, very serious stuff. It you is. Know? It and is. so I think that, that this is what we're talking about when we say recognition. Yeah. Recognize those in the church who give tremendous spiritual guidance, who try to help out in their communities, yep. recognize these personal support workers for all the love and uh, the way they care so deeply about the people that they try to serve. Yep. And then most importantly, recognize, you know, people such as yourself and, and the whole uh, community of homes for the elderly, yep. you know, whether they are homes where people pay to live in them or they're government sponsored or whatever. These are where we put our loved ones. These are where we put senior people when we ourselves don't have the capacity to manage them any longer because of illnesses. Yep. And you people give 110%. We do. Now you, Deb, were not well, as I say, for a few weeks, which yes. is what delayed the, the start of the podcast for the new year. But truthfully, you know, you have many, many people who care about you. Yeah. Not everyone responded the way you would have liked. Yeah. And you were hurt to a certain extent because you didn't get the feedback from some people close to you and yeah. some people around you. But basically, know that a lot of people care deeply about you. I'm a very good friend who will always Absolutely. be there to the best of my ability to do what I can to help you and your family. But the reality is that sometimes we don't get the recognition we don't. that we deserve. And it is hurt when we don't get it you know yeah. but it is sometimes a part of life that we we have to acknowledge that it's important to do as much as we can and it's also god way of showing you that you really can't rely too much on yourself and man but to rely mostly on him that shows you yeah that, that the spiritual uh area is really so dynamic because you realize that it it allows you to to know that you can cast your cares, that even if you yeah. don't have a solution to things, you can just say, God, I trust you. And I know that you're going to work this out for good. And I know people say sometimes, well, how can there be a God when there's fires and floods and this pandemic? Where is God? I mean, if he was real, would he allow these things to happen? You know what? That's your first big mistake. Yeah. Don't try to figure everything out. You yeah. know what I mean? Because that means that you're thinking only in yourself and yeah. your own terms to try and justify the outcome of things. There's a bigger picture involved and it's best that we don't pursue it too far. We just know that if bad things happen, God has a good plan in the end and yes. that God is not the person who creates the misery, yep. but he always provides a positive outcome for us. If yes. we just wait long enough and truly believe the outcome can be positive and it can be beneficial. 
And as Paul said, you always have to be joyful, never stop praying and be thankful in all circumstances. And that's another thing I know you love to do. And you've taught me to be more of one. But, you know, get on your knees at least once a day. That's so important to yeah. show reverence to God, you know, and, and tell him what you're looking for. Remember that religion isn't just the embodiment of an institution where you sit in chairs and you get up and you, you have that communion once a month and you you know, shake hands when you come in. No, it's the aftermath of that experience that, yeah. we, that you have to build up, which is your own personal, intimate relationship with God. Go for a walk. Look at the beautiful snow. Look at the sun. And that's when you talk to God. Mm -hmm. Say, you know, God, I'm having a hard time in these areas. I, I, I would really like you to, to communicate with me. Show me a sign. Talk to him about what concerns you. This is yeah. what an intimate relationship is. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And we just have to be really, really, really. And that's why I said, you know, gratitude over attitude. Be yeah. thankful in all circumstances. And I'm going to share this little story. So yeah. there was this old man who had a problem where he couldn't breathe. And so he went to the hospital and they had to give him oxygen which is the synthetic oxygen. And he had oxygen for two days. So after two days, they gave him a bill and the bill was up to about $5,000. And he looks at the bill and he started crying. And the doctor said, oh, surely you're not crying because of the bill. He says, no, I'm not crying because of the bill because I can pay this bill in a heartbeat. I am crying because I've lived for 72 years and I've breathed free air. I've never had to pay for air. And I came here for two hours and I'm paying $5,000. So do you know how much I owe God for all the free air that I've breathed? And the doctor said, well, 72 years times how much? <laughs> exactly. You can't pay the bill. Yeah. So it just goes to show that in that split second, you ought to be thankful for even the littlest, such as air that we breathe, oh. water that we drink, food that we eat, roof on our head, clothes on our back. And, and since we're acknowledging and showing appreciation for the people around us and all that they've done and all that they will continue to do yeah, because God has inspired them to do so. Um, we want to give a shout out to your family members, you know, who's always constantly there. You know, parents are always providing for their children, whether it's roof, education, clothes, funding for this, funding for that. And, you know, surely kids, your parents would like to hear, thank you, mom, for all that you've done. Yes. You know, and thank you, dad, for driving me to all my, my, my recreational sports. Or thank you to my auntie for giving me that nice Christmas gift or that birthday gift. It's just small things. Even calling your pastor and thanking him it's, it, instead of expecting him to call you and thank and, and thank you for being a member of the church. Yeah. Because we can always look at the negatives because the negatives is so much more to talk about than the positives. You know, because if you have anything negative to say, you have a lot to say. Yeah. And I, I also heard a story about even optimism and pessimism. I mean, this is important things too to sort out your mental health. Uh, two little kids, one kid, you know, was always negative. The other child was very optimistic. So the parents wanted to change this. So they gave the one son who was negative, they gave him a beautiful bike and he opened it up and saw it. And he said, I don't really want this. I'm only going to fall and break my leg. Yeah. And, and the other son who was very, uh, you know, um, positive but you know they they wanted to maybe show him more more of a negative sign but it shows you that positivity always wins out yeah because they gave him a big pile of manure yeah and he looked and he said you can't fool me where there's this much manure there's a pony yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well that's funny you know so yeah. i mean the thing is that you, you live in that gratitude, but you, you have to realize that things will get better. Yes. And as they get better, you can be more positive. Yes. You can be more uh, 
happy and appreciative. Yeah. And when you're appreciative, you go off in a different realm. Like I, I know when I get up in the morning, I say, thank you, God, that I can hear. Yes. That I can see. You know, mm -hmm. that I can um, move all my fingers and move mm -hmm. all my toes. You know what I mean? Think of somebody who has to get up in a wheelchair. Yeah. That has to get somebody to lift them out of that chair to sit on a toilet. Yeah. You know, there's so many things that we can be grateful for and appreciative. And just think about the fact that... acknowledging each other. And just think about the fact that God chose you to wake up and not the other person. Absolutely. You know, that is yeah. huge. That in itself is huge. You know, like me and you sitting here, we go home. Next thing you know, tomorrow morning... You're alive and I'm not. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Anything can happen. But in every circumstances, we ought to give thanks. Yes. We ought to give praise because we don't create and we don't control things around us. God does. Yep. You know, and when he created us, he created us with a purpose. If he didn't have a purpose for you, he wouldn't waste time creating you. Yeah, that's But true. you have to find that purpose, which he, why he created you. And, and use it to your best ability. That's why, you know, he says, do your best and God will do the rest. Yeah, it's true. You know, there's, there's, it's, it's such an important time, I think, to realize that the despair around us has to uh, enlighten us. And when I see people really losing their businesses and so heartbroken, and I see this disease maybe not being under control for maybe more than another year, without that sense of, uh, knowing that you can rely on spirituality, a lot of us are going to feel deeper and deeper in despair. Yeah. So this is why I really encourage people to try to find, you know, some foundation in their life that gives them hope and positivity and encouragement because this will be transformational. Yeah. And that's why I'm saying that, you know, I always say the Bible is not just information. It's for transformation. Yep. You know, if you want healing, it's in the Bible. If you're angry, it's in the Bible. If you're depressed, it's in the Bible. If you're tired, it's in the Bible. If you're financially struggling, it's in the Bible. If you have infertility, it's in the Bible. Fornication, it's in, like whatever your struggles are. Yep. You have, you read the Bible, you find solution as opposed to paying expert for their advice, which really, who really knows you? Better than you and God. Well, it's really an expert. You. Some people these days are, are going on social media, you know, yeah, and, and looking media, yeah. and looking for, you know, validation. philosophical preacher yeah. uh, to get validation. And they're, they're listening to a lot of it is, is kind of just BS yeah. when there's a simpler way, you know, to get to the real truth, you know, and, and to find your own peace there. Yeah. They're hiding themselves. And I remember I watched this video called interview with the devil and he said, and this was so, this might take away from that. He said, people fear me, the devil, but they don't trust God. And that is so true. We, uh, well, why are you going to trust somebody? First of all, that you don't even believe exist. Yeah. You know, true. and I always believe like in society today, if you don't see it and you can't touch it, it doesn't exist. But that is so far from the truth. Yeah. So far because God is a spirit. And the minute you believe that then that's where the transformation start. But if you don't believe that in your heart, you're going to keep worshiping the things around you. You know, that's why people wanted you to believe in evolution, but no creation is the ultimate yep. and God is creation. The Bible is life. The words is life in Genesis one. What did he say? And God created the uh, earth and in everything Genesis in it. One, in Genesis 1, he said, the word was God and the and word, word is, is, is God. God. Yeah. So, I mean, you can't get, you can't get any more truth than that.
You know what I mean? Yeah. So we really have to look deep within ourselves because the first thing you want to acknowledge is why am I on this earth? What is my purpose? Find your purpose. Yeah, I think this is why we added this dimension to the podcast because we spend so much time talking about entertainment and all kinds of lightweight issues. Yeah. And we thought at this time that people must be a little strained and yeah. a little thirsty for something that is deeper that is and deeper. that has much more substance and meaning to it. And this is the time that we wanted to really enlighten people and, and say that we ourselves are on this journey, yeah. you know, and it, it has helped in so many ways. It's, it's helped to renew my mind. Um, I am moving in, in different directions and, and Deb is also exploring a lot of different opportunities as well. Mm -hmm. But she herself has, you know, always been a very strong and very committed person. But I think by taking the time to uh, deepen her spirituality, I think she's gained even more strength and more momentum than she's Absolutely. ever had before. Absolutely. And for me, I think I have helped to... Um, strengthen the weaker spots in me and I think I've learned to instead of being somebody who complains a lot and maybe looks for ways to escape because they don't want to face certain things so I used to be a shopper I used to be somebody who would really go overboard in a lot of ways um, I've always been an intelligent person but sometimes I don't think I've used my intelligence the way I should have and now I realize that I'm, I'm really blessed in a lot of ways and I have so much to give this world and I know that God has a great plan for us Absolutely. and I know this podcast is going to continue to get more successful I know our viewers are enjoying listening to this dimension of our discussions yes. and we're going to deepen it even further we're going to tackle single subjects and yes. give them biblical references and we're going to move on a path that is not only inspirational but it's life-changing yeah so stay tuned everybody because yeah. we have some exciting topics to pursue in 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 this year and as the young people and the young generation say what we're going to do right now we're going to bring fire it's going to be fire what we're bringing because god has stirred this pot in us that we need to keep it bubbling you know to keep it bubbling and share with this entire world because we all need that we all need that there's a sense of peace and calmness when you read your bible i think also and you know get to together with other people like don't make this just an isolated experience yeah uh gather your friends around you know and if you have a really true friend start on a one-on-one -on -one the way you would do with with an exercise you know yeah. even if you're not in the same town you know uh skype each other you know get on the internet and have one person in one location mm -hmm. read a passage and start talking about it we this is where uh the goodness of the word spreads you know and yeah heaven knows our younger people really need really this need this. more than they ever oh have so this is really something that would would be uh so incredibly helpful to them and really make them grow as decent people you know uh in the next uh, 20 30 50 years you know and and you know i asked i asked my friend the other day i said when was the last time you actually spent time with god and he says i read my bible but you know what there is a a relationship building you have to do yes for you sure. have to do a relationship building just like you would in a regular relationship when you see a guy that you want you pursue that guy or you pursue that woman and then when you get that woman you know you don't just stop that chase once you love once you find the qualities that you're looking for in that person you continue yep. to pursue that person yeah and then what 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 is the next issue intimacy when was the last time you were intimate with god is being intimate with god meaning 
It's just like when you're preparing for your boyfriend or your husband. How do you get intimate? Like you put on that nice lingerie, exactly. you light your candle, you got your wine, yep. you get your rose petals, you run your bath. You know all the tricks that will turn him or her on. Yep. You need to turn God on. Yep. Turn him on. You go, you get your Bible, you get your praise and worship, you get your incense, whatever it is. You light a candle. In reverence. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. That's what he expects. You know, stay someplace quiet. I am telling you. Have a little you, mood, mood music on. I'm and, telling and, you. And seduce yourself and, yes. and seduce God. Yes. You know what I mean? It is a seduction. It is. It is, it is a play on sensuality. I'm telling you. Yes, it is. I'm telling you. I know you guys probably didn't think of that, eh? Yeah. But let me tell you, it's really, see, when you get into that intimacy mode with him, all your worries, all your kids, that's why he said, cast all your kids and burden upon me. Because I can handle it, baby. Yeah. You can't. Let me handle that for you. Yeah. I didn't come just so, you know, you can just walk around. I come that you will have life and have it more abundantly. Yeah. You know, when a man professes his love to you, you believe every word that he says because you just love him so, you so eat, much. You eat it you up. You eat it up. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. How about having a man that will never hurt you? Yeah. That would never leave you. That would never lie to you. That would never cheat on you. That would never physically, mentally, ah. Abuse what a you man. or take advantage. Yes. What a man. Yes. What a man. What a man. What a mighty good man. <laughs> exactly. That's my God. And that's the kind of God that we want you guys to really take your time and search for him. Because God is in all of us. Yep. He is in all of us. He's just waiting for you to bring him alive. And the way you bring him alive is to search for him, believe in him, honor him, follow, be obedient. First of all, obedience is the key. Yes. Okay. And this is all... This is how we're recognizing, acknowledging, and appreciating God for who he is, what he has done, what he will continue to do for us. Because we can't do nothing by ourselves. Absolutely. Amen? Amen. All right. I hope that... That was bomb. That was fire. <laughs> that was fire. I feel like I'm going to go home right now and seduce him. I'm coming. I'm coming, Lord. <laughs> okay. Wow. Yeah, it was very dynamic. It I got love my it. blood boiling. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's fire. All right. My name is Deborah. And my name is Jackie. <laughs> Man, I'm a seducer. <laughs>